hello and welcome to another episode of Raven Conversations, the show where we bring you news and information from around the Washington National Guard and the Washington Military Department. I'm Jason Kreis. On today's episode, I speak with Brian Turbush. He's the Earthquake and Volcano Program Coordinator. He stopped by to talk about the Great Washington Shakeout, an annual earthquake drill that is observed every October, and millions of people around the country stop what they're doing and practice what they would do when an earthquake strikes. Aside from talking about shakeout, we discuss some things people can do to prepare for an earthquake or tsunami, becoming two, two weeks ready, and we talk about the last big earthquake that hit our state over 300 years ago. There's a lot of good information in this episode, so sit back and enjoy. Thanks for for stopping by. Really appreciate it. And we want to talk to Brian Turbush, who works over at Emergency Management. Oh, yes. I'm over at the Emergency Management Division. I'm the Earthquake and Volcano Program Coordinator over there. And what is that uh, job involve what 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 kind of what's your kind of day-to-day like yeah so washington has five active volcanoes and we have the second highest risk of earthquakes in the united states right behind california so it's all about a lot of public outreach and trying to make sure that everyone in washington understands what exactly that means for them yeah what, what that means for their weekend <laughs> um yeah so i mean like i got i got a big box you know at my house that i kind of got some uh you know shelf-stable food and everything. Got lots of cases of water in my garage. Uh, am I on the right track or? Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> what else can on, I do? <laughs> yeah. Well, we did the Cascadia uh, rising exercise back in 2016. And then again, this year, 2022. And yeah. Um, yeah, one thing that really came out of that is after we have a massive earthquake, which we can have, um, we've, we're about 322 years since the last one we had on the Cascadia subduction zone. Uh, when that happens, people are going to be coming for you. They are first responders are going to be helping. National Guard's going to be helping, but it's going to take them a long time to get there because of all the damage to the infrastructure, to roads, to bridges, airports, ports. So you're much better off, like you're saying, um, mm-hmm. if you have some supplies on your own. And that's yeah. why we encourage people to be two weeks ready. Two weeks ready, not just what was a, the previous one, three days ready or something. Yeah, Cascadia <laughs> Rising 2016 yeah, yeah. helped us realize just how how much more than three days of supplies you might need right. it's going to vary based on where you are some areas are going to need not quite as much as others but um, yeah so we always suggest checking with your county but in general for washington two weeks of supplies you are so much better off and you know, next time the power goes yeah, out yeah. you're going to be ready so <laughs> so what are, besides you know you know stocking up on supplies what are some other things that people can can do because uh, i remember talking with uh, maximilian and he said to uh, once you're like, like, like when you're driving your car and you hit half a tank time to fill up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like stuff, like stuff that people don't really think about a lot, you know, that just like, yeah, don't, don't wait till empty really because, you know, because, you know, I've, you're going to well, be the first time I heard that, I was luck. like, this is, that's a fantastic idea. Right. Right. That's what I said. I was like, Oh, I never thought about it like that. So it's like, well, if you have to go over the pass to get up somewhere better, that's, exactly. that takes more than half a tank of gas for some. So yeah. So yeah, like, just, yeah. what other kind of stuff do you think people can uh, it's all about just trying to change your thinking into uh, um, realizing that 
um, living preparedness is kind of like a culture, some behavioral change for you. Um, understanding that, well, like filling up your tank when it gets below half, mm -hmm. um, just so you have enough there. Um, but also those supplies you're talking about, kind of rotating them out. Um, some other things you can think about are just, um, well, we, we recommend to focus on earthquakes for a little while because we have the great shakeout coming up. Mm -hmm. um, annual drill, try to get everybody to think about what they would do if there was an earthquake right here, right now. Um, where you are. Think about like, the places you spend the most time and how earthquake safe are those. So for me, I think, well, my bed, I spend about eight hours there per night. Um, how about my office here? Um, what if there was an earthquake while I was there? Or maybe my home, my desk, um, the table. Are there things around that could fall on you if the building suddenly started to shake? Mm -hmm. Are there things around you that could fall out of cabinets and cause you some extra economic injury, you don't want to have to replace everything that's in your cabinets after even a small earthquake. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so this is about just recognizing that we have these hazards in the state, and not every earthquake is going to be a Cascadia subduction zone magnitude 9, but even those small ones can cause damage. Mm -hmm. And if you take some steps now while the ground's not shaking, you're going to be much better off after that earthquake, yeah. so before, during, and after. Um, okay. So. Let's, yeah, let's move on to the great shakeout. Oh, can, you, can you describe what, what is what is this? I, I hear it every year. Yeah, so this is an annual worldwide drill. A worldwide? Um, worldwide. I didn't. I, I thought it was a, just a Washington thing. <laughs> oh, no. So we run one, one in uh, Washington. Okay. I think this is our 11th year we're running this. Um, but it started in Southern California at their Southern California Earthquake Center um, back in 2008, I believe. Um, and they just, everybody around the world, it's, it's spread to New Zealand, Japan, um, other countries, about 30 million participants last year worldwide. Wow. We had 1.3 million in Washington. Um, so, yeah, we try to get everybody to have that one time per year that they think about the fact that we live in earthquake country. So third Thursday of October every year, this year, 1020 on 1020, October okay. 20th. Um, just when that 1020 rolls around, stop, um, drop, cover, and hold on mm -hmm. how you would if you were in that place in an earthquake. So the thing is, you can't schedule an earthquake. Unfortunately, we can't predict those yet. Um, but what you can do is schedule a drill. And that's a perfect time to think about what you would do if that earthquake happened. Um, and then just get up afterwards and kind of look around and see, what could I improve now that would mm -hmm. make me better off when the real thing happens? Okay. What are some of the successes of the program? Uh, like, uh, has, you know, the, it's, the it's popularity has grown every year. So, so the drill happens every year. The first year I was working on this, about <laughs> six years ago, there were, uh, I think we had about 900,000 people. Um, back in 2019, we had about 1.5 million, and we've been steadily growing again after, well, something happened in 2020 that <laughs> <laughs> kind of discouraged people not from speak doing of things. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we're steadily growing, trying to get 1.5 million this year. Okay. Um, and so just try to push that. The thing is, that number is just how many people register, but a lot more people actually participate in the drill. And we wish we could record that number, but <laughs> right, uh, right. hard to get that. You just can't be in all the schools. You can't be in all the office buildings. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the tsunami stuff. Sure. So not only do we have the second highest risk for earthquakes in the United States, but we have 3,000 miles of coast. That's yep. if, you encounter, uh, if you count all the sound, all the... Um, perimeters of the islands, um, and that's all susceptible wow. to tsunami hazards. So um, for the Great Shakeout in Washington specifically, we also recommend that if you're on the coast, um, that you take that time to learn 
how you would evacuate mm-hmm. if a tsunami occurred. So what we say is there, drop cover and hold on, and then go inland or to high ground as quickly as possible. You want to protect yourself while the ground is shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of injuries that can happen while the ground is shaking might involve a broken leg or something that's very difficult, makes it more difficult for you to evacuate. Right. Um, so you want to protect yourself first, but then move inland as, high, as fast as possible. Okay. Um, the other thing with the drill is we have about 120 sirens on the coast. Um, so we want people to know that those sirens are gonna go off with the sound that they would make if there was an actual tsunami, so mm. people can get used to that sound. Right, right. Okay. Um, so yeah, don't call nine one one if that happens at ten twenty on ten twenty. Um, otherwise, though, you're <laughs> going to want to evacuate if you hear right. that because it's a okay. warning that there's a tsunami or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, this something I'd never. Yeah, I w- I've been here for going on sixteen years now, like in Washington, and never really, you know, thought about all this stuff until I started working for the National Guard and and working alongside you guys and. So it sounds like you weren't here for the Nisqually quake, but have you I was ever not. felt an earthquake? I have never. Okay. I've been here ever since then. I've never felt the effects of an earthquake. I wasn't here for Nisqually either, but I felt a couple very small ones in other places. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that we try to help people prepare for, but at the same time, really hope it doesn't happen in our lifetimes. Right, right. But it yeah. could be tomorrow, so. <laughs> yeah, like, like like you said, the last one was, what, 300, 300 22? Yeah. Um, yeah, 1700. 1700. <laughs> yeah, it's a 1700 one. How, how, do, how do we know that happened? Yeah, so there's a really interesting story about how we know that. Um, so the geologists who work on the coast here have found um, stories of an orphan tsunami, something that happened in Japan, where a wave hit them. So they didn't feel anything in Japan. They, they just, didn't feel the shaking. They just saw the wave and, and, and it came in. A wave came in, yep. and they recorded the date that that happened, huh. date and time. And that's how we know what the date and time is. Now, when the geologists were looking at that, they also found stories from our coastal tribes about stories, um, the, the fights between the Thunderbird and the whale. I mean, this is something that's happened over and over again in the history, a large earthquake and a tsunami. So that tsunami hit Japan, but it also hit us as well. And by tracing that back and understanding... Um, that and then the geologists also looked at these forests on the coast, mm. uh, forests that the entire forest died when it was suddenly submerged by the subsidence of the earth um, that happened during this earthquake. Okay, um, Earth just drops about six feet wow. when this happens on the coast. Um, yeah, there's some pretty interesting maps that are coming out recently of what that might actually look like for our coastal cities. Huh. Um, that are built right in that area. Interesting. But, um, yeah, looking at those pieces of evidence, they took this orphan tsunami in Japan, found the date, and really helped establish that we have this hazard here. And um, this was late 1900s when we figured this out. And, uh, yeah, we've been trying to prepare for this hazard ever since. But it's very similar to what we saw in Japan in 2011, large subduction zone earthquake and a tsunami, Mm -hmm. also in Sumatra in 2004. Um, so we have that same hazard. That's what we need to prepare for here. Yeah, yeah. All right, so so leading up to the 20th, you guys are doing a couple of events uh, per, it, earlier in the week. What what kind of things are you guys doing? Oh, yeah, so we try to do a bunch of things to get people excited about the drill because, I mean, we, we want it to be fun. It's An earthquake is a scary thing to think about. A tsunami is a really scary thing to think about. But we want the practice to be fun so people actually do it. <laughs> so when it's real, you can just use that muscle memory. Right. And, pretend you're practicing and you'll be much calmer 
things like that. It's why mm -hmm. we do drills. Yeah, exactly. Um, so to get ready for it, one thing that we've done every year for the past few years is we go on Reddit. Um, we gather a few experts from around the region, uh, from our Pacific Northwest Seismic Network, um, a couple from our team, our tsunami experts, earthquake and volcano and preparedness experts. Um, we get a couple structural engineers, and we have this event on Reddit called Ask Me Anything. Okay. Um, so people can come on and ask any question that they would like. Um, this is going to be on October 19th, the Wednesday, um, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Okay. Just try to catch people during lunch so they can pop on and just ask questions. Yeah. Excellent. So that's gotten quite a quite a bit of traction over the years. You know, it kind of grows and grows every year. Lots more comments and questions. That's pretty neat. It's fun, too, because it just kind of turns into an expert-curated FAQ. Yeah. Um, so these past five years, you can go look at this and see if your question's already been answered. Mm -hmm. um, we try to have fun with the answers, too. So. Okay, um, cool. But, yeah, that's always entertaining. Um, and then on October 20th, something we're doing, we're, we'll have a Facebook Live, probably a Twitter Live as well, okay. um, over on Washington EMD's pages, where we will do the drill for you. Um, we'll be using our ShakeAlert Earthquake Early Warning System over in uh, the EMD building to mm -hmm. kind of test what we would do when that goes off, um, which is, that's something we should practice with because yeah. we have that tool. We might as well use it, include it as part of your drill. Um, and there's a few ways you can do that, too, because in case you're not aware, in Washington, you can get seconds of warning before earthquake shaking arrives um, on your phone. I'd say that's mm. one of the biggest new things over the past couple of years in Washington. That's also really exciting. Okay. So is, is that like an app or something that you can download? Yeah. So in Washington, there are three different ways you can get earthquake early warning. This is a program through the USGS Shake Alert system. Um, so they've run this all over the state. It's also available in California and Oregon. Hmm. Um, but here are the three ways you can get it. Um, everybody can get this on their phone through wireless emergency alerts. If you've ever gotten an Amber Alert, yeah. um, same <clears throat> system as that. Of course, if you've ever been in a room and gotten a bunch of people get an Amber Alert at yeah, the same time, yeah. it's very <laughs> different times. So since you only have seconds of warning, we recommend a couple of the faster options. Okay. Um, if you have an Android phone, there's actually a built-in earthquake alerts hmm. um, that you can actually look for. Um, if <laughs> searching for earthquake alerts doesn't have it show up, um, you can try your location services, but it is there on your phone, on newer Android phones. Okay. Um, just look for earthquake alerts in your location services. Um, and that's one of the faster versions. This has already gone off for over 30 earthquakes in California. Um, wow. Same system we're using, so um, we're confident that it, it works most of the time. Okay. Which is really exciting. Um, and then there is one additional thing. You can you can download an app for this, which is what we recommend for iPhones that don't have this built-in system. Mm -hmm. uh, the app is called MyShake, um, and it's designed by UC Berkeley. But um, it, this, that is the only app that works in okay. Washington. Huh. Um, is there like a like a like a a, a limit? Like, because I know I understand I I, under, I understand earthquakes happen like every single day here, right? Yeah. Like dozens, if not hundreds of times a day, but my phone's not going off. Yeah. Is there like a limit? Like, like if, like if it's like a four point something exactly. or it's like a three point something, then it'll get, then it'll send out alerts. Yeah. So these will not alert you for every single earthquake, <laughs> which is fortunate because we'd never get any sleep. Right. <laughs> um, but we, um, so the limits for the apps are usually at least a magnitude 4.5. Okay. That's going to cause shaking of intensity four or greater in your area. So you got to use those two scales. Each earthquake has a magnitude, but it also uh, has intensity, which is okay. kind of what you feel in your area. Um, so that's light shaking or greater. 
uh, on both the app and the Android system. Now what the Android has is if it's going to be strong shaking or greater, five, kind of halfway through the scale, and the kind of thing you're going to notice that might wake you up if you're sleeping, um, it'll actually like throw on a full screen that takes over your phone. Um, smaller than that, um, like magnitude, or intensity three or higher up to five mm -hmm. um, is just going to have kind of an alert that you okay it might be harder to notice it won't bother you if you're kind of like a little or notification or whatever in the top left it's yeah. not like it like an amber alert that just wakes up your phone and yeah. <laughs> makes noises yeah but you can kind of you can test it out on the system if you find that page for earthquake alerts and the, the okay. my shake has a test function as well that app awesome that's all good to know and actually at 1020 if you have that my shake app downloaded they are going to send out a test as part of the shakeout um, we don't think any of the other systems are going to do that haven't heard from not them, the so. android one definitely not we yeah okay all right so that's pretty cool we know that we can get those seconds and they're yeah. only going to be valuable if you use them so right might as well test your drill with that um all that information, how to find those, um, how to get them and what they are, you can find at our website at mill.wa.gov slash alerts. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you. <laughs> so people can click on it. All right. Well, is there anything else that you guys want to you want to talk about that we haven't covered? Hey, if you want to join us for the Great Washington Shakeout, please participate. Please yeah, take yeah. that time because, you know, here – um, part of our job is to kind of help the people of Washington. And if we know what to do in an earthquake, in the tsunami that follows, um, we're going to be much better for getting back to that work. Um, if we know our families are safe, um, if we know all the people we care about are safe. So mm -hmm. practice those plans now. So it's when it's real, when we hit that situation, um, we know we're going to be in a better situation. So we can come here and start doing the work that we do. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, please register for that drill. Uh, the website is www.shakeout.org slash Washington. Um, Shakeout.org slash Washington. Okay. And in addition, if you want to follow all of the content that we create to try to make this a fun and exciting drill, um, uh, Washington Emergency Management Division on Facebook or facebook.com slash washemd mm -hmm. or on Twitter at twitter.com slash waemd. Okay. All Thank right. Thank you very much. I think that's it. I think we'll call it here. Thank you very much for coming in. <laughs> Thanks for talking with me. All right.